Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rob and Jesse versus the Spooky, where two angry grocery store workers battle against the supernatural by, de by deciding what is spooky and not. I'm Jesse. I'm Rob. And let's verse the Spooky. Spooky, 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 spooky. Rob, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing really well. Yeah? Yeah. I'm uh, having a baby this summer. I know. So. I was uh, waiting. I didn't know if we should brought that up, but yeah. So uh, I'm very excited. Soon we're going to change the, uh, the title to Rob, Jesse, and a baby versus the spooky. <laughs> two, two men and a baby versus Two men and the baby versus spooky. Oh, we're totally changing the name to two men and the baby versus spooky when you have. Like the baby doesn't even need to be here. We are definitely changing two men and a baby versus the spooky. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, oh, wait, uh, no, it was three men and a baby. That yeah. was a Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, grow having to face adult responsibilities yeah. has been very spooky lately. That is the real spooky. Yeah. And we are not ready to talk about that on this show. No, that's that's too spooky for for <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Ra two men and a baby versus spooky. That is definitely going to be our new title in June. So right, June the baby is going to come. Right. Yes. Aw. Little baby, no name. Yep. Little baby secret name. Secret name. Secret. That's where you're naming it. It's you got me. It's actually Starscream. <laughs> uh, My wife's gonna kill me for revealing the secret. Megatron. <laughs> Mom. So, uh, for all you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome to the monthly podcast that is Rob and Jesse versus Spooky. Rob, should we start off how we always start off with a little game of real or bullshit? Let's. Let's. For those who don't know what real and bullshit is, um, I don't sleep. Uh, and that is when I discover I also like to write. So what I do is I find urban legends and I write my own urban legend. And Rob has to pick which one is real and which one is bullshit. So which one would you like to hear first, Rob? The ghost children of the cave grave or the shadow man of 608 in Carney? Let's do... The cave grave first. The cave grave. We are professionals. <laughs> Sorry for the... I'll edit the whole thing. <laughs> working! I'm trying to move the microphone so I can read it better. There we go. Because I didn't memorize it, and I just moved it over here. Okay. Close your eyes if you want, or if not, here we go. Let me get the mood light. I'm not going to lie, you turning off the lights when I close my eyes scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> nice! <laughs> We're getting spooky up in here. All right, Robbie, ready? I'll do my best Rod Sterling impression for you. Located alongside Route 621 in the town of Newton, New Jersey, is a peaceful little graveyard nestled alongside a woodland hillside near right near the heart of the old town though most of the 19th and 20th century stones have been found there usually upright limestone or granite in variety there is one memorial that is very different the marker which can be found about 15 yards into the woods beyond the cemetery's boundary actually seals off the entrance of a cave it is mounted upright against a sheer rock face of the hill Inscribed on one of the stones are the names James, Margaret, and J. Howard Lewis. 
and the year of 1909, the legend has it that three were young children. And when they died, as the story goes, Margaret went into the unprotected cave and got lost. Seeking to save their sister, two boys soon followed into the dark cavern, never to be seen again. Despite all efforts to locate the missing children, the bodies were never found. The decision was made to mark their graves at the point of the entry of the earth by placing a marble tab table or tablet over the cave's entrance. This would not mark this would not only mark the final resting place of the three lost children, but also prevent others from suffering a similar a fate to theirs. When asked a local Newtian about this unexpected mystery, he explained that they saw one night. We were all hanging out at the cemetery as usual. They usually did on Saturday nights. And we kept hearing sticks breaking back towards the rock that Lewis' gravestone was mounted on. Being that squirrels would, were everywhere, we didn't give it much thought. But as the noise proceeded, we approached the grave to be our, to our astonish. We saw a girl in a dirty dress clenching her neck as though she was choking. We all screamed and ran and did not reapproach the grave for many weeks. It is certainly something that we will never forget. Perhaps Margaret was trying to tell us something. I, for one, did not plan on finding out. That was the ghost children of the cave grave. All right. Yeah. I yep. mean, it, it makes sense. You know, yeah. if, if uh, some kids, you know, go into a cave and they can't find them. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard of people, you know, yeah, closing yeah. off caves before because people have gone in and died. Like uh, the, the Nutty Putty Cave where that, that uh, caver... Got stuck oh, and they tried, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they tried to rescue him, but uh, he ended up passing away in there, so they just closed the cave off entirely. It is, yeah, it's um, understandable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, could be real, could be fake. Who knows? Yeah. All right, you ready for the next one? Let, let's hear it. The Shadow Man of 608 in Kearney. A lot of people dream about opening their own store. And in 1944, Mark Old King, a Haitian immigrant, was no exception. It was not known... It is now what is known as the downtown area in Kearney, New Jersey. Once stood Old King's Grocer. A lot is still unknown of who Mark Old King was. There's little research done about the man, but three points, three facts kept pointing out to himself. Um, he kept to himself. He even took living in the apartment above the store. He never married and was never seen at the local church. And when he died mysteriously, when he lost his store in 1956 to one of those big box grocery stores that were taking over. As the location changed hands throughout the years, so did the spirit of Mr. Olking. And apparently it got angrier and angrier. As an ex-employee told our story, one night at closing, when we went to turn off all the lights to do our final walk around to make sure that we were good to go, that's when we saw this shadow thing coming from the wall and crawling down, screaming in some kind of language that I have never heard before. When I went to pull out my phone, it was gone. Hmm. All right. That is the Shadow Man of 608 in Kearney. I guess like 608 was like the number of the store or something. Huh. So, Rob, which one is real and which one is bullshit? All right. I got to hand it to you, Jesse. Whichever one you wrote of these good job because uh both of these are uh 
just as plausible as the other. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel like the, the Shadow Man story, it's like, that's kind of how every single haunting yeah. happens where it's like, you know, you know, there was a person who lived here or worked here and died. And every time, you know, someone's closing alone. Yeah, they, they, they see the. Yeah, but but no one could really catch uh, catch sight of it on their phones or anything. Yeah. I'm going to say the real one. Yeah. Is the cave grave. Rob, you are correct. Woo! The ghost children of the cave grave is real. It is from spooky. Uh, it's from weirdnewjersey.com. Uh, your travel guide to the local urban legends and best kept secrets. This is uh yep. Apparently, this is a real thing in uh new in New Jersey. And, yep, and basically that was a whole urban legend that I read. It's uh pretty simple. Uh, kids went into grave and never came out. The, the, so it says. The reason I picked this one, yeah, is because I've seen multiple, yeah, like things like that in New Jersey, where it's like there is a graveyard, yeah, and then close by, but not there's, a, there's something. Th- there's there's like some other sort of grave marking, like there there were a couple in Brick, where it would were be there? like, where like there were like these little church graveyards, and then outside the fence there was like another headstone somewhere where it's like. You know, didn't end up within within the actual confines, but like there's some sort of marking. Yeah, yeah close there's some. Cor- oh, I never knew that there were some in Brick. Yeah, it it's weird because there there were also some. You know, yeah, down where I used to live on on the farm. Well, I get that. I get that more of down. Like I don't yeah. know where Newton, New Jersey is. I'm sure it's West Jersey. Sorry if I kicked okay. you. Um, yeah. Well, that I get it. Yeah. I get it. Kids explore. We all explore. Fucking. I've never explored a cave. I always wanted to, but of that same fear of just like, you disappear. Man. Yeah. Caves are fucking terrifying as shit. I, I think one of the benefits of being a husky boy is that <laughs> I can't really go too far into a cave. Oh, same. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I watch movies uh, like The Descent where like they're going through caves and like squeezing through crevices and stuff i'm like i wouldn't even be able to get get in there to skinny begin with. Uh, skinny people get into shit man yeah you never see you never see a husky boy do something no. stupid like that no, no way man no no husky cavers no husky so. cavers husky caves husky cavers always aren't always win against the spooky yeah <laughs> you always see the fat guy come out of the cave like hey it was pretty cool i guess i didn't get too far in but i went in for a little bit but then it got tight i turned around yeah so no I do apologize. This wasn't my best one. I was very tired last night, and I <laughs> I had a cool idea, but I went to bed before I could write it down, and then I was like, oh, fuck, what was it? No. Rob's going to be here in 20 minutes. <laughs> so, Rob, you win that one. Uh, right now, folks, the score of Rob and Jesse versus the spooky, spooky, real, or bullshit is spooky real or bull? That a spreadsheet? That yes, I have a spreadsheet of which ones, uh, which ones won and which ones lost. Right now, it is back to being tied with two wins and two losses. All right, not bad. Not bad. So it's yeah, pretty much the Tom's River Terror lost the act the Echo Ghost won. And the uh, the Dempsey House lost, and the ones that I wrote that one were the Floaters of Bayville and the Scarecrows of Fairhaven. Still wish those ones were real. Those, those are, ones are cool. those are really good. The Stone Bride lost, but you said I put too much detail into that one. 
way, way too many <laughs> specifics. <laughs> specifics. Um, and this one didn't have enough specifics. No, it was. It was the, just. It was very generic. It. It's more like the the yeah. first one was so specifically New Jersey. Yeah. The caves like, and all that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you won. You picked the right one. You picked the one that was real. Noise. Got it. Noise. I still want to do something with these stories. Like I'm thinking about talking to um, our friend Spencer, which you, you'll meet him soon, because uh, he's a tattoo artist. He's also he likes to draw and mm-hmm. stuff. And I would love to turn like these fake urban legends into like a, maybe a mini comic book or something. Ooh. And just go to a local comic book shop. Be like, can you like sell these for like a dollar, please? <laughs> you know, be like the spooky. We gotta publish Ins- our own zine. Yeah, like pu- yeah, be like uh, inspired by the Rob ver- Jesse Two Men and a Baby versus the Spooky <laughs> uh, podcast. But yeah, so uh, this episode, this is the first time we're doing one that's actually off of a theme. <laughs> uh, the Wheel of Terror helped us pick, and our we're going to be talking about. Something really spooky, in my opinion, because they're not real per se, but they're real in the fact that it has been affecting our life. And we'll put a little disclaimer on this uh, before the episode. Uh, We're talking about conspiracy theories. The modern spooky. The the fun thing about conspiracy theories is that uh, some of them have turned out to be entirely true. Yeah. Like... There, there was a conspiracy theory for a long time that, you know, the U.S. government was, you know, trying to figure out mind control and stuff yeah. like that. And no one believed it and until the, documents got declassified to be like, oh, yeah, that yeah, was right. totally well, the same happening. The same conspiracy theory about, like, the uh, the U.S. government introducing drugs to inner cities, yeah. which Nixon did when the, when yep. those documents became class, unclassified, undeclassified. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> became to the public. Yeah. And so... I brought a conspiracy theory yeah. uh, today that also the, the problem with conspiracy theories is that yeah, a, yeah. a lot of conspiracy theories go back to, you know, uh, big air quotes globalists. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So my uh, – let me begin my presentation. Your presentation. Uh, it took a long time to settle on a topic for this episode. Uh, to start – most theories go back to globalists control our everyday lives, which, to the uninformed, is actually not so thinly veiled way to say the Jews control our lives. Very spooky. Uh, that's why I had to think a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, for my topic, so I present you all. Paul is dead. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney, most famous for being one of the four members of the Beatles, one of the most influential music groups of all times, and less famous for being in Wings. One of the music groups of all time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely one of them. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I like Wings, man. All right. Maybe I We can't sing Wings. We're going to get uh, flagged. Co- copyright claims Copy- are very spooky. <laughs> copyright. Next episode about copyright claims. But I like Wings. All right. Yeah. Quick so, breakdown. Yeah. 1967 London. Uh, rumors start going around that Paul McCartney died from a car accident that he got in on the M1 Speedway in November of 1966. Uh, Naturally, height of their popularity, the Beatles hired someone that looked, sounded, acted, and performed just like Paul. Uh, Later on, this would be theorized that uh, MI5 got involved because the the people of Britain 
would be so demoralized that it would it would bring the country to a screeching halt. Uh, some people theorize that it's a joke by the fellow bandmates. I uh, <laughs> either way, the guilt-ridden survivors of the Beatles would go on to hide clues about Paul's death in the cover art, the the lyrics, yeah, well, the in the Abbey Road cover art. Uh, they're all walking across Abbey Road in. Paul McCartney's not wearing shoes, which and, is and he's out of step with the other. Step, but apparently, it's like a symbol in some culture that he is the one who's onto the earth. Yes, or some, and and he's wearing like, like it's it's about how uh, you know John's wearing all white yeah. as a preacher. And yeah, yeah. As, as it goes, and so where this conspiracy theory really took off was on college campuses. In 1969, Tim Harper uh, of Drake University published an article titled, Is Beatle Paul McCartney Dead? Mm -hmm. Uh, In this article, he cited a number of clues that the Beatles uh, hid uh, in the album art, the lyrics, and even playing it in reverse, the backmasking. Backmasking, for the uninitiated, is when a band would hide secret messages if you played the record backwards. And... To be fair to Tim, yeah, some bands did this on purpose. Yeah, I, I there's one off the top of my head where it's if you play it backwards, it says why are you playing this backwards? Yeah, it, it there wasn't a lot to do pre-internet. Yeah, I mean pe- people really spent a lot of time, you know, trying to find these messages. Yeah, well, and there, I remember there was a thing of like if you play uh, Led Zeppelin "Stairway to Heaven" backwards, it's like uh, worship the devil. Yeah, so. There, there was a lot of talk about backmasking at this time. Yeah. And uh, so the idea that a message would be there is not, like, entirely crazy. No. Uh, in this case, if you play the song Revolution 9 from the White Album backwards, uh, there's part where they say number nine over and over again. Yeah. Uh, it sounds apparently like it says, turn me on, dead man. Mm. Uh, which, you know, goes yeah. goes with goes the whole... Goes with the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim actually said about his article, uh, a lot of us, because of Vietnam and the so-called establishment, were ready, willing, and able to believe just about any sort of conspiracy. So he's he basically said that, you know, the young people of the generation... Oh, yeah. They, they wanted something, something to, I guess, believe in kind of situation. Yeah. And, well, that is, that is what conspiracies are down in a hole. It's just this whole fear thing. Well, I'll let you, I'll let you finish. And and also there were conspiracies going around about JFK. There was yeah, conspiracies yeah. about Vietnam, yeah. kind of in general. Uh, so this time period, there was so much uncertainty going on that when when this idea that like oh this the most popular band in the world at the time is trying to hide this big secret, people were ready and willing to mm-hmm, believe it. Mm-hmm. And so on October twelfth, nineteen sixty nine, a caller uh, brought his evidence on air to DJ Russ Gibbs of WKNR-FM in Detroit. Gibbs took other callers for the next hour where all they did was discuss the clues and theories. This show was so popular that WKNR aired a two-hour-long special called The Beatle Plot on October 19th of that year. And because of how interested people were, uh, bigger stations, like the ones in New York, started to pick up on it too. Hmm. So it went from 1967, people talking about it in London, and then suddenly two years later... They're, they're talking about it on international stations in New York. And so there was a guy named the, by the name of uh, Robbie Young of WABC who spoke for nearly an hour and a half 
on the night of October 21st. It was the middle of the night. He yeah. figured, you know, he, he had already learned that he wasn't getting his contract, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, re-upped. Yeah. So he broke format and he spoke for like 90 minutes about this. And he got, he, he figured no one listens to this anyway. What's the harm? He did not realize that he would get thousands of callers from 38 different states and international. So many callers that when his boss tried to call into the station to tell him to get the fuck back on track, he could not get through. His boss came apparently in his bathrobe to <laughs> drag him out of the booth. Uh, but by the 22nd, Paul is Dead was international news, and it took on a life of its own. So that that is something that I remember my mom talking about. Yeah, I, re- like, I remember reading about the, the Paul is Dead conspiracy. Yeah, and, you know, there, there are people to this day yeah, who, who still believe it. Yeah, who are convinced that. That the Paul McCartney we have now is like a, a body double yep. or a hired actor. Yep. And Paul Paul McCartney made a, a an album called Paul is Live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back back in 1992, uh, to kind of just poke fun at it. Yeah. But that also just fanned the yeah, flames exactly. of this conspiracy. But yeah, that that conspiracy is one of like the more interesting fun ones that I could find. That is, I, well, that's the, the problem with, you know, that was the problem going to be what I felt with this episode was like digging through all these conspiracy theories, which is why I want, I want to bring, I want to create a hashtag of make conspiracies fun again. Absolutely. Because I miss the days where it was like the U S government has aliens in area 51 and Bigfoot is a, a senator from <laughs> Washington State, like you know, like fun conspiracy yeah. theories of like more of the supernatural and like the government is keeping secrets from us about like aliens and ghosts and like the you know Men in Black is a thing, you know, like those kind of stuff. Yeah, not like everything is uh, very anti-Semitic <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah, I also found a conspiracy theory where. Uh, yeah. People think Avril Lavigne was replaced. I bring that one up all the time because I also mistake uh, Paramore for Avril Lavigne all the time. <laughs> and every time Elizabeth plays Paramore, I mean, like, Avril Lavigne died. She's <laughs> she's dead. And it's like, that is Paramore, you dumb fuck. <laughs> no, well, there's also, like, I fun conspiracies. Like, Elvis Presley's alive. That there was a, a photo of a guy who visited Elvis' grave during the anniversary who looked just like Elvis Presley. Oh. Oh, because heaven forbid an Elvis Presley impersonator visits Elvis Presley's grave. I I read something about uh, people think that Elvis Presley's alive and he's working in a diner somewhere. And I love this idea that there's a <laughs> diner somewhere in like the Nevada desert that Tupac works at, Elvis <laughs> works at, Jimi Hendrix. Like they're all alive. And uh, oh, what's his name? Van Morrison. Like they're all alive. They're just working in this diner somewhere out in the fucking Nevada desert, man. <laughs> they. They didn't die. They just went to the big shiny diner. <laughs> That's what it's called, the big shiny diner. <laughs> Man, we should have stayed uh, alive. Why did I think being a short order cook was better than being the king <laughs> of rock and roll? I, it, it's hard. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I, because it's just something for people to clench onto. Like what the guy was saying, it was the Vietnam in the sixties that we they needed. Someone to to feel better about, to latch on to. And that's with a lot of things. 
I do I believe like governments are lying to us? Absolutely. Maybe they're lying to us for good reasons. Maybe we can't like wrap our head that fucking aliens are real and that they're lizard people underneath the caves. My biggest thing for lizard people, <laughs> yeah, is that like what are they even getting out of anything? You know, oh, like nothing. Like they're just kind of hanging out. I I want to believe lizard people are real, but I want to believe that they're not. Lizard people are real, right? But they're not senators or presidents. They're middle management at, oh, like, God. corporations. They just didn't achieve that hard. <laughs> it's like that, you know, the high school athlete is now selling insurance. Like, you know, they're they're around, but they're middle management. They're that boss that's like, what do you mean you need the weekend off for your high school graduation? You're going to be here or you're fired. Those are lizard people. Middle management. <laughs> lizard people. Mild conspiracy theories. My other thing with most conspiracy theories is that yeah. it requires so much secrecy from so many people. Well, that's... I never believed that the mafia killed uh, JFK. Mainly, I'm Italian. I grew up with Italians. We can't keep shit <laughs> secret. You know that if a mobster killed JFK, he would be in some bar in Seaside being like, you know what I did? I <laughs> fucking shot JFK. I said that on the air now. Watch the government come knocking on my door and yeah. be like, you did it. <laughs> you born in 1993 did this. Yeah, definitely. No. Like that is, that is my thing. There is no way the mafia killed JFK. There's no way. They did kill Jimmy Hoffa. I firmly believe that shit. But there's no way they killed JFK because there's no way they would keep that a secret. They would brag about that shit so fucking hard just to get, like, a free dinner. Yeah. You know, I do believe the conspiracy theory that uh, the government paid Lee Harvey Oswald to do it because they knew he was going to die soon anyway. You So you believe that the government hired... Um, Lee Harvey Oswald, and that the then they hired Jack Ruby to kill him, <laughs> or it's, the mafia killed it's Jack. I don't know. It, it's like they knew that he wasn't gonna. They they kind of had a the plan already to like you know yeah. close I like, the circle. I like the idea that they were gonna kill him, uh, but then Lee Harvey Oswald just did it, and they were like, <laughs> "Fuck! Oh shit!" Well, we already hired a killer, so we gotta get him to kill someone. Like, it was, like, a Secret Service man was going to kill him, but then, like, Lee Harvey Oswald got a lucky shot in, and they're like, oh, All well, right. we'll take it. I have another JFK conspiracy Ooh. theory. His he, head just did he's that. Also, <laughs> he was the first mutant, <laughs> and that was his superpower. Yeah, his, his head just did that. That's just something that happened. His uh, head just here's, did that. Here's my conspiracy theory. Jackie O did it. <gasps> you don't see it, but she just, like, took a gun to like, put it on his head and... <laughs> Because she uh, caught him with Marilyn Monroe, so she killed him. Boom. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. That is so fucked up. <laughs> Going to hell. Oh, well. Um, well, the, the JFK files are becoming declassified soon, so we'll be able to read the things of the Warren Commission. Yeah. It would be really crazy if there was, like, a fire in some building and suddenly all the files, okay. paper files were lost. Do you want to know something weird? Here's something weird. And maybe a conspiracy theory. My grand, my grandfather fought in World War II. Right? He fought uh, for the Americans in Germany. He was one of those like uh, guys who drove generals around. He was a mechanic. Mm -hmm. 
my mom wanted to find out what medals he got from serving because everyone gets a certain amount like medals and stuff. All of his files mysteriously burned in a fire. That's weird to me. There's something up that I don't know if he like discovered some <laughs> shit or was with someone who discovered some shit and all of them mysteriously burned. I think that the spooky thing is how little backups of like important documents the government has. Yep. And when there is actually an accidental fire, it's just like, oh, bye-bye, Library of Alexandria. <laughs> There's a conspiracy that the Library of Alexandria never existed. I mean, I didn't see any library cards. Yeah. Prove that, <laughs> scientists. You won't. I it's it's all like down to like he- healthy skepticism. I believe I, you know, don't trust the government. Yeah. Don't fully trust anything, but also don't really think that there's a secret shadow government controlling everything. That's just stupid. It's, it's one of those things where it's for me, conspiracy theories exist on like, uh, it's like a circle Yeah, where it's like you start on one end and, and it's like you, you, you kind of, by the time you make it back to the, you know, to where yeah. you started, You've gone full crazy. Now here's now here's a real conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories were invented by the government <laughs> so that they can keep doing shady shit and we just kept eating our own tail. I mean, I I feel like that's probably not even the crazy idea. No, it's probably accurate. We probably just actually discovered what actually conspiracy <laughs> theory. We're gonna get a knock on our door by men in black sunglasses tonight. Yeah, it's like if if you throw out enough crazy stories <laughs> with enough truth, you know, kind of mixed in, you know, you'll keep people busy forever and you can kind of just keep any any bizarre story that gets out. You're like, no, that's a conspiracy. Listen here, uh, shadow government. If we discovered that conspiracy, fi- we just figured out that conspiracy theories were invented by you guys, uh, hire us and we'll just do that. We'll just create a bunch of fake conspiracy theories for you guys. Here's one. Chick-fil-A's a cult. It's not it, that's actually true though. <laughs> I mean, the way they all act so happy. That's the thing though. You never hear about people who work there upset. Yeah. But they're truly like a weird, creepy corporation. Yes. And everyone's always happy. Everyone's always like there there's some weird like drink the Kool-Aid shit, motherfucker. I I firmly believe there's three corporations that I feel are cults. Uh, one of them I can't mention because I work at that co- I work at that corporation <laughs> and I don't feel like getting fired today. But I do feel, I do think Ch- uh, Chick Fil A is a cult. I mean, it makes sense. They yeah. they love all sorts of fun camps that yeah really want to make you think mm-hmm. a certain way. <laughs> Again, we can't really uh, mention that shit either because we don't want to get. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, fuck it. I want to get a cease and desist from the fucking. Chick-fil-A I would be so honored if told me to cease and desist. All we would have to do is just turn the episode, like delete the episode, and then frame the cease and desist later. Letter. Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Fuck you, Chick-fil-A. You <laughs> bland ass chicken. <laughs> no, I any kind of corporation that uh, show like proves hurting a majoritized community is a cult, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a conspiracy theory on a little bit of a lighter note, please. Lady Gaga killed her previous roommate from New York and took over her whole identity. I also have a conspiracy theory about Lady Gaga. 
Lady Gaga is sucking the soul out of famous people to feed her uh, career. Tony Bennett was fine until she started hanging out with Lady Gaga. <laughs> she sucked the life out of Lady Gaga. Now she's doing it to Liza Minnelli, too. Hmm. Lady Gaga is like an energy vampire for creativity. But continue with your actual plausible conspiracy theory. Uh, it was just that apparently before yeah. Lady Gaga's previous roommate died, yeah. her roommate basically was doing <laughs> what Lady Gaga, Gaga was, doing. was doing at the beginning of her career. And... Now, some people might say it's like, oh, well, they're roommates. They kind of, you know, yeah. were creative together. But I don't know. I don't know. Did Lady Gaga kill her roommate because she was going to be a bigger star? Is this how a star was born? <laughs> I guess we'll never know. And that's spooky. Rob and Jesse versus spooky. <laughs> I don't know what else Mo would talk about with the sense of conspiracy theories and whatnot. No, I feel like we're we're looking down into the void, and if we if we continue looking down into it, it's gonna look back. <laughs> well, it's just mainly I we don't like what conspiracies are, you know. Yeah, it's it's globalism and it's bad and it's wrong. It's just people wanting to hurt people. It's without actually having to take ownership for the wrongs that they have committed. Absolutely. And uh, it makes me physically sick. <laughs> I can't, conspiracy theories used to be fun. It, 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 yeah, Lady Gaga killed her roommate to take it over. That's a f- silly fucking thing. Yeah. Chick Fil A is secretly a cult. That's hilarious, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, but it's it's definitely uh yeah. Cons- modern conspiracy theorists are all just you know anti-vax nut jobs. Exactly. There's no real. There's nothing real about it, you know. It's just get the vaccine. <laughs> just, just, just do that. The only reason why conspiracy theories are spooky is because of the people that believe in conspiracy theories. Yeah, that that is what is actually spooky about the the whole concept of conspiracy theories and all that. I don't want to be like super famous, but I would love if there was a conspiracy theory about me. <laughs> like, yeah. I hope it doesn't have to do with like my mysterious death, but yeah, no, I, I, no, yeah, but like I'd be so honored that if, there was like Rob Seibarth killed his roommate, took over his personality. Yeah, like if there were like some Reddit threads about like what's the real secret of Rob Seibarth. I firmly believe. Now here's a good conspiracy theory. I believe that Reddit is such a black hole <laughs> that you can go. Is far deep, and you will find that you will find like a whole Reddit page <laughs> about you. You just have to keep looking. You have to keep looking, and then eventually it will turn into like a pornographic page because it's Reddit. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! It goes from like Rob Seivarth conspiracy to Rob Seivarth kink. Rob Seivarth foot pics. Hell yeah! <laughs> Liked by Rob Seivarth. Yeah, it's it's you don't have like, to look far. I posted it. <laughs> liked by the real Rob Seifert. <laughs> Aren't these hot guys? <laughs> guys? Someone please comment. Upvote. <laughs> Who upvoted it? Rob Seifert. The real Rob Seifert. <laughs> I posted foot pics. Please message me back. You create your own conspiracy theory page. You're the only admin on it. I gotta. The Rob Seifert conspiracy admin. The real Rob Seifert. 
Also find Rob Simon foot picks. <laughs> Admin. You know what I find kind of like tangentially related to conspiracy theories? What? Uh, alternate reality games. Uh, when most of the time it's like a marketing thing. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like they kind of operate on the same logic as conspiracy theories. Same thing with alternate history games. Yeah. Or alternate history like storylines. Yeah, it, it kind of like operates on the same type of type of logic yeah. where it's like there's a big puzzle in the world and you have to solve it. Like uh yeah. There there's a there's what I consider an alternate reality game going on right now uh for the movie Bo is afraid. Oh, yeah. I I don't know much about that movie. But I mean, it's been on my radar. It's it's Ari Aster, and we've talked about Ari Aster on this yeah. podcast before. Uh, but I do like <laughs> ARGs, so I'm conflicted. Yeah? Because I like puzzles. I like to think that there's, you know, something interesting going on that, you know, if yeah. I think hard enough about it, I could solve it. I see. I just get frustrated and stop playing. <laughs> see, I like RPGs. I like the whole like you, a choice affects the whole thing, and that creates its own alternate timeline. If you didn't make that choice, no. I see. I feel the same way about alternate history movies and alternate history things. That there is like a weird. That is also a weird conspiracy theory of yeah. like. Well, like a movie that I thought was going to be absolutely amazing turned out to be shit. And you're going to be shocked when I read the title. And you're going to be like, you really thought that would be amazing? But, like, the man who killed Hitler and then killed Bigfoot and it starred <laughs> Sam Elliott. I thought it was going to be a really fucking cool movie of, like, Sam Elliott's a secret government agent that, you know. But, like, the plot was that he he killed a man who to Hitler, but that wasn't actually. Hitler died a while ago, and this is just another version of it like that. And it's more of the idea of it that kept going. But there's so many people that, like, that is a conspiracy theory on its own that I've heard <clears throat> so many times that I, I feel like alternate history things like that just fan that fucking dumbass flame. Well, there it used to be a conspiracy theory that the U.S. government took a bunch of German scientists after World War II. Oh, you mean Project Paperclip? That's yeah. That's actually true? Exactly. Yeah. That That's one of those things why conspiracy theories exist still. It's because... Shit like that was literally true, where the United yep. States government took a bunch of Nazi scientists, pardoned them all, and, you know, just... Well, there was also that thing of, like, oh, uh, secret, the conspiracy theory that, like, did you ever hear the movie Boys from Brazil? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole conspiracy of, like, there's clones of Hitler in Brazil, where act the actual truth was that a bunch of Nazi scientists and a bunch of Nazis hid in Brazil and are currently hiding yeah. in Brazil. It's like, why is your Argentinian grandfather so pale and only speak German. Well, there's a lady I know who her ancestors are Italian, but they came through Argentina. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, oh, that is so interesting. And me being the only one, I guess, who studied history and being like, oh, that's... Wait a second. <laughs> Did you say your grandpa's name was Klaus? <laughs> Wait. Your grandfather's Italian. Only spoke Italian, but came from Argentina? Hmm. So that would be like 19... When did they immigrate to the U.S.? Please don't answer these questions. I'm 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 spiraling. <laughs> yeah, but that was considered. That's the problem is that 
some are true, so that makes you. It's with that Dunn crooner effect. The loud, like the dumbest person is the right person. Mm-hmm. So it's like the loudest voice is the right voice. Like so, one is right. They all must be right, which isn't true. It it could be like dumb luck. Well, because they did have like scientific advances that we didn't have at the time period. So like, well, we should fucking take these guys yeah. instead of uh, imprisoning them, which they should have done. They should just did not do that. Have Have you ever heard about what the Japanese? did during world war two rob you know i studied history i know yes i know what the japanese did in world like war II. it it's really hard because yeah you know they the reason we know so much about hypothermia and yep. how to treat it and deal with it is because of like really awful medical yeah you know things that that the japanese did and the and, germans did and too. the germans yeah. and it's it's one of those things where now it's it's good that we know what we know. It uh, it's good how we know, but how the process of how we learned about it was yeah. not good. Yeah, no, it's there's a lot of really there's a, like a thing uh, I I read it I learned about it in history class when I was in college and I don't remember what it's called, but like the war is the weirdest thing uh, for history because of it's it's terrible. There's nothing good about war, but the side effects of it are like boom in economics of the countries that won, and also the scientific and like after World War One, now we have blood transfusions, and we knew we know about like uh, pen not penicillin, but um, morphine and that and the effects of mo- chemicals on the human body, like the amount of scientific scientific research that just expands in this bubble that what war causes is a, is a weird effect. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the conspiracy theory that, uh, I mean, it's been a long, long going one that, you know, most modern wars are started by corporations just to, you know, keep, keep economy stuff going. That's just capitalism. And, it's one of those things where it's like there's no way to prove that. Yeah, it, it's, that's not right, but it's not necessarily wrong ex- either. Exactly. It's that thing of like, I if I had a nickel for every time, I would have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. No, there's there's a lot of there's also the my favorite conspiracy theory that the Simpsons are that Matt Groen, who invented the Simpsons, is, is a time traveler, and that he keeps predicting the future. It's it's one of those things where it's either. Uh, he's a time traveler, or we just live in like the saddest possible timeline. I think it's the saddest possible timeline. Like um, d- the Donald Trump presidency that they accidentally predicted, and uh, my favorite thing I realized when we were talking about this is the Futurama episode when they get the three hundred tricky Nixon bucks. <laughs> they basically just they basically predicted us getting uh, the pe- not the pension, the COVID nineteen relief funds. It's no. it's like. TV writers write, you know, things because they're being like really cynical about what the future is going to be. Yeah, like. and then they actually accidentally. Now, is it the fact that he's a time traveler or compared to the future, or is it just the show's been on that long? They're eventually going to get shit right. It's like a Nostradamus, where it's like, okay, the Nostradamus thing pisses me off because it's such vague fucking shit. <laughs> Oh, a great war will happen. No shit, dude. You're in ancient fucking Greece. Fucking Alexander the Great <laughs> invaded the world three goddamn times by then. It's such vague. I hate. Oh, fucking. 
Because that was such a thing in like history classes and like people I talked to were like, but Nostradamus predicted this. He predicted. He just wrote vague fucking shit, and that it kind of correlated with. It's the same thing it, with The Simpsons. It's it's where you could look back and make a lot of things fit yeah. by looking backwards. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's, it ugh, aggravates me. I haven't thought I, about Nostradamus in such a long time. I just have one question about Nostradamus. Yeah. He was such so good at predicting the future. Yeah. Why didn't he warn us about 9-11? The fuck Nostradamus? Or did he, and we just didn't figure it out in time? I swear to God, if I Google did Nostradamus predict 9-11... There's like finally 30 people being like, in some Reddit post, being like, he did predict it. A giant bird flew into two <laughs> castles. Um, We're not making fun of 9-11, I swear. This is going to get demonetized so fucking fast. Well... <sighs> what was I going to say? Nostradamus. Fucking Nostradamus, <laughs> man. Pidic's just fucking vague fucking shit. And like, oh, you're this was also my argument about fortune tellers, right? Like, oh, they can predict the future. Then why are they in the shittiest strip malls at all time? Because they know that's where people will go to spend $20 on a palm <laughs> reading. No, that's the thing. People are generically greedy. So if you had the if you had the power, Rob, if you had the power to actually predict the future, like Matt Growing and Nostradamus, like if you had the power to actually predict the future, would you be here right now in this basement recording a podcast with me? Hmm. Well, since you're my best friend, yes. Minus the fact that we're best friends. Uh, but if I could monetize re- seeing Ex- the future, I would absolutely, absolutely fucking. Lo- if Rob, I love you to death. We still would be friends. I could predict the future. We would be doing this in, like, a penthouse in, like, fucking New York City or some shit. Like oh, that, absolutely. Man. That's the thing. You would use it to fucking make yourself good and make the people around you good. That's why Nostradamus isn't fucking real. I mean, he's real. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, his futures weren't, like, real predictions because you really think that guy wouldn't become king of fucking England? Yeah. That's why I don't believe fortune tellers. Like, I can predict your future. Something bad's going to happen. Come talk to me. Really? You're right next to the bodega. I'm trying to get the $3 fucking bacon, egg, and cheese on my way to work. No, I don't believe you. I'm sorry. And I'll probably get some hate for that because, you know. I don't know. I just never never really believed in fortune tellers. No, me neither. I think that, uh... Yeah. I I all... It's like they're just a magician, you know? Yeah. It's it's the same thing. I mean, I know it's not real, but sometimes you want to see a show. Did you ever believe magic was real? As a kid, I did. I definitely believed yeah. magic was real. I ha- I actually have a a real world spooky magician story. Ooh! And the spooky thing is, spoiler: I almost committed murder. <laughs> uh, my freshman year of college, during orientation, uh, for some reason they hired a magician. That is the saddest sentence I've ever heard in my entire life. And so, the the magician was on stage. And, yeah. uh, you know, going through a whole spiel and, uh, you know, everyone's like, ooh, ah, you know, card tricks, yeah. aud- audience interactions. And so it was like one of the last tricks. And the trick was the magician had eight envelopes. Okay. He put in eight knives, eight, eight switchblades, mm-hmm. uh, four with the blades out and four with the blades folded. And he arranged the envelopes on the table. And he called people one by one up yeah. and 
had them grab an envelope and arrange them onto two sides of the stage. Yeah. And so as I'm watching, you know, one person get up, two people get up, I see the magician looking and just kind of looking out into the crowd. I'm like, this guy's going to pick me for this stupid trick. And he gets to four left. So he's picked four people. Yeah. And uh, he he calls on me. He he goes, hey, hey, you. And I like point at myself and I'm like, can do it and so i get up and uh you know he he was going through about like why the girl before me had picked the envelope that she did because he had put it down in a certain place and through the power of suggestion she grabbed the exact envelope that he had planned yeah and so he has me walk over to the table and he arranges the the four remaining envelopes into a, cr- a cross like a crucifix Okay. And he goes, are you a religious man? And I say, yes. And he he points down at the cross and he goes, so what do you think of this? And I say, that's the wrong religion. <laughs> and uh, he goes, what? I'm like, I'm Jewish. And he goes, ha ha, uh, well, you know, and he, he gets me to go to pick one. And so, like, I saw that he had, like, put down the one on the, the top of the T mm-hmm. last. And so I'm like, well, he probably wants me to pick either the first one or the last one. Yeah. So I grab the one on the right-hand side, and I pick it up, and I could feel the balance Yeah. is such that, like, I knew the blade was out. Yeah. And he, you know, the one of the rules was, like, don't touch the, yeah. the front of yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, as, like, we're, we're in line, the people in my line, like, I'm, I'm the third one in. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> The person in front of me goes up, and uh, the the magician lays down on the table. Okay. And he says, now, strike the envelope down at my chest. And uh, she she's so nervous because you don't want to stab a magician. It's not a good look. Is it, though? I feel like it's, like, I feel like you wouldn't get arrested, <laughs> though. And so she goes, and the envelope folds, and everyone cheers and gasps and she goes back to her seat yeah she was such a good sport the next person goes and uh you know same yep. thing and then finally uh it's my turn and i'm standing there and i have the 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 envelope yeah with the the actual yeah and uh so i i'm holding it above him and i'm like well this is it and i guess <laughs> i guess here i go first week in college kills a magician yeah it's gonna be like a really bad uh reputation to go into classes with is magician stabber and uh but i feel like every science teacher would love you <laughs> so i raise the the what i know is an extended knife yeah. above my head and as i go to drop it down he goes wait Ooh. and the whole crowd goes exactly they all they all yeah. gasp and uh he he sits up and he goes you switch places with and he points at the other line Mm-hmm. And he he points at you know one of the people in the other line. You switch places with them, and so I do. Yeah. And uh, that that you know person goes up and goes and yeah. She and, had yeah. she had the the flat envelope, and I was so relieved because <laughs> if I had just been a little bit faster on the draw, yeah. Uh, I I think that he probably saw the the hesitance <laughs> on my face where I'm like I don't want to stab you, man. Like. <laughs> But that that was spooky. That really that, fucked my head up, actually, for a while. No, here's the thing, though. It, 
the bags are probably marked in a way that he could tell which ones have the blade and which ones don't. Here comes uh, Captain Jesse with his spec, like <laughs> skepticism. It fucking ruins a fun time. They probably were just marked and that he knew which ones were which. Or he just didn't like your comment about the Christianity thing, so he's like, yeah, this, this dude, he may or may not actually have a knife on him, and I don't really feel like getting killed him by today, so you fucker go, but you go back there. But that that spooked me that, right that spooked out. You, that spooked you real good. Yeah, I, like, my my friends at yeah at the time were like, oh, that, that was so crazy, you almost got him. And I'm like, yeah, I almost got him, didn't I? Now you have, like, a momentum thing where you have to go, like, <laughs> find this magician and kill him. Yeah. I, I have a picture of a magician on a Polaroid, and it just says, don't believe his lies. You have a tattoo. <laughs> Swishblade. <laughs> little little hat with a rabbit on it. Yeah. Find him. Kill him. <laughs> yeah. Kill the magician. Save the world. <laughs> yeah, so that's my real life. That's your real life. Uh, magic is real, because you, uh, magician convinced, use magic to Jedi mind trick to not uh, stab him in the chest. Yeah, I it's guess. Like, could you imagine if, like, you were just, like, slightly hard of hearing, though? <laughs> and I know they said, go, go, go. Like, uh, even now when I think about it, it's like, I was 18 years old. If I had stabbed a man, I probably would have gotten off. I mean, like, he probably has to have, like, in this thing, like, cannot sue uh, school if student mishears you and stabs you with your dumbass magic trick. <laughs> it would have been funny if the, the knife was one of those, like, Prop knives, anyway. It's probably or like they're not sharp or something. Like I got, I got stabbed once. You got stabbed once? Yeah, not by like a sharpened blade. I was in a production of Hamlet, and I played uh, Laertes, who's the guy who gets killed by Hamlet. And there's this big sword fight scene because I I know how to do uh, fake sword fighting, not real sword fighting. But there's a scene, the part, the actor I was doing with just every fucking time. The guy who played Hamlet, every fucking time we did it, he would either punch me in the face somehow or, like, actually hit me. Like, he just got so in the moment, he, I, that's, forget that we're doing, like, a fight call and, like, back the fuck <laughs> off, dude. And it was the final performance. We're doing the thing. And he actually just full forces and hits me right in, like, the certain plate with the dull end of the blade. Oh, my God. And, you know, I, I grab it, but he just went a little too fast that time before I could grab it and actually got me. I didn't bleed or anything. It didn't, like, prefer the skin. But there was a scene of, like, I almost was like, fuck, Hamlet. <laughs> God damn it, ha- Hamlet. I know. I get my very New Jersey-speaking voice comes out from, like, a Shakespearean voice. Like, how could that thou do Hamlet do that? F- Yo, fuck, Hamlet, <laughs> man. Watch where they're fucking going, bro. <laughs> damn. Fucking asshole. Motherfucker. Fucker stab me in the goddamn chest, man. I don't want to play anymore. Like throw, throw your sword down. Hamlet's an asshole. <laughs> no, I've been saying this for goddamn weeks. It's not fair. Yeah. That, yeah, that was the one time I got. I also got hit in the chair. I got hit with a chair once. Like wrestling style over the head or? Uh, no, on the, um, in the, on the side. Oof. Yeah. I've gotten hurt a lot on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I got dropped on my head once, too. So, conspiracy theory, I died on stage, and this is uh, my, my brain cells dying in the hospital. Huh. This is all a fake. Man, 
that would be a bummer for my whole existence if I <laughs> was just like the dying brain cells of you. But <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, I feel like we versed the spooky pretty well on this one. Yeah, I think the spooky's been versed today. Uh, I think we won. Yeah. I think we won this time. Spooky. Yeah, take that, you fucking spook. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds a lot worse than it is, though, <laughs> man. All right, folks. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Rob and Jesse versus the spooky. See you next month, where we'll be versing more of the supernatural. Do-do-do-do. That's all I could do. Though.